Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. We are the creators and hosts. As two women who received late autism diagnoses, we are passionate about educating, celebrating, and highlighting autistic identities. This life-changing diagnosis opened a whole new world to us both. Our special interests have been so important in our journey of self-discovery through our autism diagnosis. Special interests provide autistics with an element of regulation, comfort, and support. We want to provide a platform where others can share the joy of their special interests. Our podcast aims to represent diverse autistic identities through an inclusive community where autistic voices are valued, validated, and seen. We're excited for you to join us on our journey of learning and story sharing. Join us weekly as we share about our own experiences and other autistic stories. Welcome back to the pod, everyone. Welcome. So happy for you to tune in with us today. How are we all doing? Let's take a moment to look around and feel whatever we're feeling for today and recognize that that's okay if we're feeling good if we're feeling bad everything will pass and continue to flow how are you doing Alex I'm good feeling a little tired I just I think I said this a while ago but I got a new job so my routine's very different and I'm still working to adjust to all the changes because I'm not super great with change I take it very slow much like my favorite animal and I'm just gonna let people guess what that is actually I'll tell you it's a sloth in case you're new I don't know if that would be fair how are you Carly I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired as well. This week, I've been having some anxiety and just feelings of overwhelm as I'm in a transitional period as well, trying to form routines with a new job as well, and just trying to figure out my next steps in regards to my living situation. So just trying to deal with that but overall I'm doing well and I'm happy to be here with you because this space always gives me a sense of comfort and regrounding same we came here to ground ourselves hopefully it's grounding for you too pod pal I feel like that's a little cheesy but it's really cute (laughs) it is cute I like it So how is your week besides feeling a little bit tired? Have you done anything exciting? Is there any interest that you want to share about today on this episode, Alex? So this weekend, I went away with a group of my friends and it was so much fun. I'm just so grateful for the time that 
We all got to spend with each other. It was really, it helped fill my glass. So that was really awesome. It was a busy weekend, but it was really fulfilling. So I'm grateful for that. As far as any new interests, I feel like I've just been so busy with life that I haven't had time to engage in my interests, which can be really challenging because they help to fill my cup as well. We did do some crafting on the weekend and we played some games, which are two things that I'm really interested in. And it was really fun. So I enjoyed that. And we went to the beach, which uh, I also really, really love. Anything that's like sensory in nature is my absolute favorite. Being at the beach is one of the most grounding experiences I can have with the waves and the sand and the ionization of the water because of all the salts interacts differently with your body. So um, there's evidence to support that people are in a really good mood at the beach because of the ionization. And that's also why people have salt lamps is because salt helps to ionize the air. And even though salt lamps are small, they don't really provide a huge difference to the air in your house. They're more so ambient, but I just think it's really cool. That's something I've always been interested in. How about you, Carly? Do you have any new interests? Did you do anything fun lately? Nice. That sounds like a great weekend. And going to the beach definitely is such a sensory pleasing experience. So I'm glad you're doing with friends, some pals. And thanks for asking. I, what did I do this weekend? I honestly don't remember at this moment. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of a little foggy. Like I said, I've had some anxiety this week. So I've just been kind of focusing on my day to day. But uh, in regards to interests and things of the sorts, I have been really finding a lot of enjoyment and comfort in Disney again. It is something that has always been one of my longest interests, but for a while I didn't really, I guess, go and use it as a comfort that I used to. And I've been recently watching this YouTuber that I just adore so much she's the cutest thing and she goes to Disney all the time and her channel's name is Emily Enchanted and when I'm watching her videos I just feel so much comfort and it almost feels like a Disney show but like a real life vlog which I just really like I love watching vlogs and what people do with their lives I find a lot of interest in that and I'm going to be going to Disney soon since I am becoming a Florida resident. I have to take advantage of that. So I've just been really excited about Disney and watching, like I said, a lot of videos on that and all of my free time that I have or in some of the spare time that I have. And yeah, that's pretty much it on my end. Thanks for sharing. I've had the urge to 
rewatch Frozen lately. So that's on my list of things to do. Nice. I love Frozen. It's so relatable in the aspect that I think that Elsa and Anna are probably neurodivergent and like let it go is just the anthem of coming out as an autistic person or at least it was for me when I learned this about myself I watched that movie and I was finding a lot of relatability in it where she's the ice queen and also just like trauma in general so yeah I definitely support you in doing that let it go let it go um yeah (laughs) I think I wanted to say I think this week even though you can't see us and you're just listening to us um is a good example of what we have talked about in previous episodes where we're kind of like out of spoons um you know like having trouble remembering and just being really tired uh executive functioning I'm struggling with that a little bit and yeah it's just one of those weeks and that's something that I'm definitely trying to do more is live in my integrity I actually started uh, reading a really great book it's by Martha Beck she's Oprah's life coach and I think it's called the way of integrity but I've really been enjoying it so much and lying really messes with your nervous system so like the more lies you tell the more dysregulated your nervous system is the more stressed out you are is what I mean by that but yeah trying to live more in my integrity and and talking about what I'm going through so I don't know if you'd agree with me Carly but I feel like this is this week's a good example of being low on spoons definitely I can relate to that and I think as we have mentioned in other episodes we feel that it is important for us to just show up authentically and you know not every day is going to be perfect some days we might feel really good but we also have you know low moments as well so just sharing in those with our pod pals I feel like just connects us even more and I appreciate the space that you hold for me Alex but also that our listeners hold as well yeah absolutely something I've been experiencing so much of lately is gratitude and it's so beautiful it really zooms you into the present moment and if I'm being completely honest just having like tears of gratitude like way more frequently than I ever have in my whole life and it's a beautiful experience and I feel like connecting with my authenticity and my integrity is just bringing me closer to that true self and I'm finally seeing it so um yeah basically what I'm saying is yeah thank you for the space I'm so grateful for this whole community I feel like we say this every time we record a podcast but it's just because we are so grateful I agree with you Alex I as we have kind of said over and over again how grateful we are for all of you it really just warms my heart and makes me feel like I am living in my 
truest self in my purpose by sharing and being vulnerable, which I just have felt so called to do for so long. And so I would like to take this opportunity to share some of the nice comments that we've gotten in return as of recently. Some of the comments that people send to us are just like so nice and it really helps to support us and like get us here every week. You know, it's one thing to show up for each other, but knowing that we're showing up for other people and whether we're like helping educate in autism or just offering a comfort zone or whatever it is to you, it it's really special that people take their time out to write to us as well. So I wanted to share a couple of those comments. And just as of recently, some people have said to us that the podcast is very comforting to them, that it is relatable. We received a message from a mother of a child with autism that said, thank you for making it more and more natural to talk about autism. Somebody else had said, listening to the pod feels so cozy. It's like sitting on one end of a sofa with a hot cup of coffee, listening to good friends. And those comments, they just mean the world to us. And we are glad that we can provide this space for everybody to sit on this couch with us because, you know, we felt really alone before we came together and started talking to one another about these feelings that we had. And I just hope that no one feels alone out there because you've got us now. Yeah, absolutely. We love all the feedback. It just, our whole goal with this is to connect with people. And like you said, Carly, make people feel less alone because it can be so isolating. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And so for today's episode, we wanted to follow up on a couple questions that we received about last episode or some of our thoughts that tied into the episode as we were editing the podcast. And then we'll move on to a question that we received from a listener and share in a event at the end so listen for that as well if you want to connect with us more deeply in a space that we can be live together so in last week's episode we talked about meltdowns and while I was editing the podcast I was really thinking about how does a meltdown relate to an anxiety or panic attack and what are the differences between them? So how do you feel that they are different for you, Alex? Do you feel like they manifest differently? Do you feel like they feel differently? Or what are your thoughts on the differences between them? Yeah, I would say panic attacks and anxiety attacks and meltdowns are different for me. And I found the difference as I've connected more with myself and learned that I'm autistic. I don't get panic attacks or anxiety attacks much anymore. And I think that's because I'm way more tuned into myself 
I felt I had panic attacks much more when I was more dissociated from myself and I spent a a large part of my life dissociated from myself. I had constant anxiety all the time. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and depression and I would frequently get panic attacks where I felt like I was having a heart attack. I couldn't breathe and I felt really scared and I would hyperventilate. My arms, when I have a panic attack, my arms go numb. It it really feels like what a heart attack might feel like. And it's really hard to connect with my breath. It feels like no matter how much I breathe, I'm not getting enough air and I can't take like big breaths in. So that's more of a panic attack for me. I feel like anxiety attack might be a little different um, when I'm perseverating on my anxiety. And I guess maybe an anxiety attack isn't as severe as a panic attack. If you even would differentiate the two. But anxiety attacks more so when I'm feeling ungrounded and I'm letting my anxiety take the lead. And those two things are really different from a meltdown for me. When I have a meltdown, it's actually like me really connecting to myself in a way because I'm just letting myself feel how I'm feeling and express it. And even though it's hard it's almost uh, like we were talking about last week. You're you're riding the wave rather than running from the wave. And I think if you're running from the wave, that could lead to a panic attack because you're not connecting with yourself and you're disassociating, which causes a lot of problems. And that causes a lot of anxiety. That's like me living in constant anxiety. Whereas if I'm having a meltdown... I'm just going into my feelings and even though I might not even know what they are, I'm just choosing to, I'm connecting with them. Sometimes it's not a choice, but the ability to connect with myself has really come from understanding that I'm autistic and being able to give myself what I need and understand what I need and not have judgment about my needs. How about you, Carly? Do you have any other thoughts? Do you have a different experience? Yeah, I really liked what you had to say about the wave and how like a panic attack or an anxiety attack is like running from the wave and how a meltdown is like riding the wave because that really does, that's a great description of it. For me, I relate to what you have to say about all of the above what I would add would be that I feel like a a panic attack is something for me that is usually triggered by overstimulation but is not something that I expect to happen every time that it's happened to me it's been in usually crowds or locations that I'm just not 
completely comfortable in and and they come on super fast without a warning whereas a meltdown for me I can feel it coming over time the anxiety is building and I'm almost waiting for it to happen it's like once again like riding the wave like kind of the the waves are slow at first but then you you know that those big waves are going to come eventually and that's when you are able to sit with the feelings where like I said I feel like an anxiety attack or panic attack really just comes out of nowhere and for me the difference in the feeling is also like you mentioned your heart beating super fast I will feel like I have to like I'm going to pass out or throw up or I get super sweaty my palms will be really sweaty and then if it if it's anxiety driven then I'm like you mentioned have trouble breathing and I generally just have to escape and get out of the situation and sit down and try and recatch my breath but in the moment that can be really difficult if I don't have a safe person around to get me out of the situation and then in in a meltdown generally as I mentioned in the last episode for me it's feelings of sadness and anger and more of like an outwardly release of crying or whatever feels right in that moment and like I said that's more of a I expect it to happen for an example I've been really overwhelmed this week and I just felt like I had to cry and let it out and I haven't done that yet but I feel like it could happen and I thankfully was able to talk with my partner about it today and just go over what are these feelings that I'm feeling and I am feeling better now but I'm not really sure how I'm going to feel tomorrow. And sometimes for me, I have to go through that meltdown in order to move past these types of feelings and kind of start fresh, Uh, which does lead me to a question that we received from a listener. So the question that we received was, do you think meltdowns are good and or necessary? And they said, it seems like the opposite of a meltdown may be something like a thickening of the mask and more pain stuff deeper inside. What are your thoughts on that, Alex? I don't think it's really necessary to qualify meltdowns as good or bad. I mean, I think they just are. And uh, for me personally, I think they are necessary and I think you know it's always a a case-by-case scenario so you know not everybody has safe meltdowns unfortunately some people have meltdowns where they do a lot of physical harm or emotional harm and you know they can be dangerous and that's one reason why I think that 
you know, I don't think they're necessarily good or bad. I think it just depends on your own personal experience. But for me, it's been much healthier to allow myself to have safe meltdowns. Now that I understand myself, I'm able to do activities during my meltdown that are not destructive. Um, like breaking things or punching things or, you know, any, any harm. Crying is my, has been my go-to yelling. Um, just really allowing myself to feel the emotion and not judge the emotion, not try to not make a story about it. So for me personally, they're really necessary because they're a way that my body and my mind connect on processing what's going on, what's happening in my life and my brain and my body. Um, and even though like, it's, it's still hard, like it's not an easy experience, but I just, I accept that my brain works differently than other people. And it's something that has been more healing for me than avoidance and then having uh, a lot of anxiety or a panic instead. And also like pain and emotions and, you know, things like anger, like they're there for a reason. Our bodies are really good at signaling to us when we need something. If they weren't, we wouldn't be around today. And so I view my meltdowns as clues and hints. And now that I understand myself more, I'm able to tune into those clues. And so if I'm having a meltdown, it's, uh, for me, it's an opportunity to look at the day, look at the week and notice what is not working for me and what I need to change. And so rather being hard on myself, taking it's it's all information, you know, every meltdown I have is information. So taking that information and using it to improve my life and give myself grace what are your thoughts, Carly? Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said. For me, I would say that meltdowns, like I mentioned, are necessary because it is almost like a reset or like I I return to the phrase of like, a breakdown leads to a breakthrough. And as Alex just mentioned, it is often a experience that can lead to clues of my body's response in the moment. And yeah, like, why am I feeling this way? And what, what happened to this week leading up to this? What can I do to prevent that and that's changed since receiving my diagnosis because like you said I I have more awareness of my needs and 
yeah, I just feel like if I were to continue to mask, it would be more harmful. And I'm, I'm really not good at doing that anymore. I don't really put myself into situations where I have to necessarily mask heavily, where it would lead to a meltdown in the future. So that's like a pattern that I have looked at and rewrote in a way and yeah I just feel like meltdowns sometimes are my body's response and for me I don't feel like they're necessarily harmful it just allows me to take a step back from whatever I'm dealing with within the moment or the week or so on and so forth yeah Going off of what you said about masking, I think it's so important to have time written into your week where you can be absolutely unmasked, finding if you are living with wearing a mask a lot, you know, finding a safe space where you can unmask and just fully be who you are that's that's something that's really important for me um with burnout and with meltdowns definitely is there anything else you feel like you want to add to these questions or should we move on to our listener question I think we can move on okay so the question that we got I am sorry I don't have the exact wording in front of me right now but a listener was curious to know what our advice would be on starting their first romantic relationship, which is really exciting because I love love. And so I'll let you start, Alex. What would your advice be to someone on the spectrum that is looking to get into their first romantic relationship? My advice would be to tune in to your own feelings about the person you're starting a relationship with and take time to connect with those feelings about them. And what I struggle with when I first start a romantic relationship is being really focused on it all of the time and, you know, like perseverating on it. And But something I struggle with in starting a romantic relationship is perseverating on the relationship, which can be really fun because it's really exciting, but also it can lead to stress. So I think that's another reason why it's really important to tune in to yourself and make sure you're making time for things that make you happy and connecting to your own interests and bringing those into your relationship as much as you can how about you Carly it was Halsey that said that butterflies are warning signs but really like what Alex just said tuning in is really important because as exciting as the beginning of relationships can be you yourself and your intuition can sometimes tell like if the relationship is going to work or not and Also, I will add that if the relationship doesn't work for whatever reason, 
don't be so hard on yourself because sometimes if things work in the beginning, it might just not align going down the road. So take every moment and every person that you start a relationship with as just an experience and find a lesson within each person that you want to start a relationship with. It's really important to have that friendship and understanding. And especially as someone that's autistic, it can be really challenging to find someone that can fit our needs in a partnership and also having that friendship so just seeing what you want in a relationship and what you think a relationship is and I guess it depends on where you're at in your life relationship might mean something different to you so just looking into where you are and deciding for yourself to what you're looking for in a partner whether it's a friendship or someone to go on dates with someone to connect with someone to partake in your special interests or hobbies with those are all really important things and just don't be so hard on yourself if somebody isn't w- willing to go the next step with you because every relationship is you know, meaningful. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't important or that they didn't like you. That was something that I really had to learn over time was that, you know, not everyone is just meant for me or not meant for the certain phase of life that I'm in. And, and that's okay. Cause you will find people that are going to align with everything that you're looking for. And that was our only listener question for today. If you want to send us in some questions, you can always send us questions in onto our Instagram, the special interest pod, or you can email them to us and we'd be happy to give our advice or answer whatever questions you have. So next we wanted to talk about a really awesome project. It's called Awesome Abilities. And they just had an article written in the magazine Canvas Rebel. You can find them at Canvas Rebel on Instagram and at Awesome Abilities on Instagram. And the project aims to support families in ways that current programs can't offer. So Awesome Abilities really wanted to change the types of supports families of autistics and autistics receive. So they support inclusivity in communities, which is really awesome. They believe that inclusion is an essential part of every person's life. For neurodivergent individuals, inclusion isn't always granted in the way it is deserved. And this is from their mission statement. Our goal at Awesome Abilities is to make sure that every person is included and has equal opportunities. So it would be awesome if you checked out this project at awesomeabilities.com or went to their Instagram at awesomeabilities. And we were so honored because in the article they were featured in for Canvas Rebel, They talked about how they learn a lot from autistic creators on Instagram, and they mentioned us, which was so amazing. We're so honored 
Something that's really important to me and many autistics is nothing about us without us. And learning from autistics about autism is really, really important. Learning about autistic experiences should be the main way people learn about autism because autism is so misunderstood and people with autism vary so much. So it was so great to read that article and hear all about awesome abilities. And yeah, we're so, we're so grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much to Awesome Abilities and Canvas Rebel for featuring us. We are so grateful and we love learning from your platforms as well. So that was really exciting for us. And we're just so grateful, like Alex mentioned. And we have another announcement. We have a, another full moon community workshop event coming up on February 10th, which is the second Friday in February. And that will be at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is an opportunity for us all to get together. We'll join in a Zoom meeting or actually a Google Meets meeting. We'll send you the link if you sign up. So you can sign up by emailing us. And our email is pod.thespecialinterest at gmail.com. That is P-O-D at thespecialinterest at gmail.com. This is a donation-based event and we can send you all of the information in regards to that. And what takes place in the event is we do some breath work, we do a little meditation, we pull some intention cards, and then we do some journaling activities to reflect and get together and talk about our experiences. And last month was our first event and it was so much fun and I'm so excited to do it again. Yeah, we had so much fun the last time. So this one's going to be awesome. We hope that you can make it. Our last exciting news that we'll share is that going forward, we will be having guests on our podcast. So make sure you look out for those episodes coming out very soon and to hear about other experiences from other autistic voices. So we're so excited to have them on and to connect with them as well. So thank you for listening and tuning in today. Bye. Bye. So grateful for you.